Welcome to this week's episode of the I-501CU, the podcast for nonprofit board members. And today I'm going to tackle a discussion on the relationship between the board chair and the CEO executive director. Hey everybody, this is Michael Corley. Just wanted to let you know, we are now sending out a weekly, very brief newsletter, tips, tricks, pointers to nonprofit executives. That includes both board members and CEOs, executive directors. If you're interested in receiving this, please go to thecorleycompany.com forward slash newsletter, and you can sign up. Once again, that's thecorleycompany.com forward slash newsletter. You know, this is an interesting thing. It's come up a number of times over the past several months with clients, prospective clients of mine, that the dynamic of that relationship, boy, when it is good, it can be really good. And when it's not, it can be extremely frustrating for both parties. And I can even share that from experience because I was a board chair multiple times in the past, and it can be very frustrating you know, you think about it, here's a somebody who's your boss. So I, I'm looking at it from the executive director's perspective. This is somebody who's your boss for a year, maybe two years. Well, let's reframe that. Your primary boss, you have the 15 or however many board members you have as your boss. So you've got this primary boss who rotates in, been selected to come in, only going to be there for a short duration. And again, up to this point, it's only been around once a month, typically. Hopefully they have tenure with the organization and have some experience, but the reality is that doesn't always happen. So right away, you've got a, some quasi dysfunctional relationship. And then now you got the board chair. The board chair has been voted in by his or her peers, the other board members, oftentimes because nobody wants the role because they know the amount of time that it takes to commit to it. So this person is now the quote unquote boss, certainly of the CEO, but also boss of the board who just yesterday was peers with all the board members. Now he or she's responsible for managing the board, having that relationship with the executive director, the CEO, and creating and working through the dynamics and also recognizing that he or she probably has a full-time job and is only doing this as a volunteer. So it's highly challenging when, when you frame it that way to have those relationships. So there are some primary reasons why that relationship can be wrought with friction. And full disclosure, I'm playing around, reading our playing around chat GPT. So I posited a question inside chat GPT. And actually I look at the answers and most of these I agree with. So I'm gonna only give you the reasons, uh, the ones that I agree with. And I could actually probably written some of this myself, but number one is role ambiguity, right? What is the role of the CEO versus what is the role of the board chair. Oftentimes those bleed over because there haven't been a clear delineation between roles and responsibilities. So one of the first meetings, a chair and a new chair and a CEO ought to sit down and do is what are our roles and responsibilities and, and agree to what those are. The CEO runs the organization, the board chair manages the board and leads the board in the oversight of the CEO and has other responsibilities as we shared in pre previous prospects. Uh, excuse me, podcasts related to being board membership. So that's probably uh, one of the biggest ones. And if number two be communication and then the challenge of communication, we can say that about every relationship in this world, but if there aren't specific times that each is allowed to meet with each other, they don't have an agenda and they start making assumptions, they don't meet expectations, Typically, it's because of a lack of communication. And so I strongly encourage my clients, make sure you've got a regimen 
that works for you for interaction, whether it's weekly, biweekly, whatever the case may be, where you have coffee. So you do in-person and you also have virtual conversations. And hopefully in your relationship, you have that type of relationship that you feel free to pick up the phone and call each other because the CEO will be speaking to the board chair on a more regular basis than prior communiques. You know, recently I was speaking to somebody and uh, you, they were transitioning board chairs and you had one board chair who wanted to meet on a very regular basis weekly, which is great, you know, from a supportive interest perspective. And then the next board chair coming in said, oh, no, we're not going to meet that frequently. And so automatically that dynamic has shifted. And so now the CEO has to manage that. N neither right nor wrong, just different styles. And so it creates a learning curve. Uh, number three, which often creates challenges is having different visions for the organization. If they're conflicting and which that leads to different priorities, different ways, different approaches. And so it goes back to that communication and actually that original meeting roles, expectations, what's your vision for the organization. And then how do we move forward in lockstep and with this board chair supporting the CEO and allowing him or her to drive the organization forward. Now, I see the number four and probably more frequently than, than not, and that's the micromanagement versus autonomy. You know, a board chair comes in, they're excited uh, typically, and they want to move the organization forward. And many people are accustomed to leading and managing in the for-profit sector, and they're probably not typically a board chair in the for-profit sector. So any other job besides that, they're used to getting things done and in, in managing sometimes at too undetailed of a level. And so the fact that you're now managing this CEO, this executive director in a similar format causes a lot of friction. You really can't and should not micromanage the CEO. If you feel the need to, you got the wrong CEO. Board's job is oversight. CEO runs the organization. That is really important that as the board chair, you delegate, allow the CEO to run the, or the organization. You know, and th that kind of dovetails into what I'm going to call number six is decision-making authority. Who makes what decisions when should be very clear. Again, go back to the original meeting, that meeting that sit down between the board chair and the CEO. When that transition has occurred, this should be one of the questions. Who's going to make what decisions? Uh, what latitude do the CEO executive director have? Sometimes it's in the bylaws, sometimes it's in operating manuals, sometimes it's just that's how we're going to work together. So really important to have that type of uh, communication. You know, and the last one that I want to talk a little bit about is a personality clash. And sometimes you just see that. I mean, people, not everybody gets along. Sometimes personalities just are not complementary. And so it's incumbent upon both people to focus on the mission of the organization, meet with each other, focus on the mission make decisions that focus on the mission and really try to pull the, the personalities out of it. And both have to be conscientious about that uh, because if you've got a strong-willed board chair who's very assertive, that can be very put-offish for a, a CEO who's there day-to-day -day trying to make, um, make the decisions, take the actions that are driving the organization forward. So you're having that personality clash, sometimes it, it just happens, but you've got to both be professional about it and work your way through that. You know, as I started off the, the relationship between the CEO and the board chair, they can be really good. They can be quite challenging. My observation is through that relationship, that tenure, you're gonna have the ups and the downs. 
but always go back to mission, mission. What is the mission of the organization? And hopefully that'll help you get through any decision-making differences, personality differences, and allow the board chair to be the board chair, manage the board, and allow the CEO, the executive director, to manage and run the organization. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I-501C, the podcast for nonprofit board members. I'm Michael Corley, and we will see you next week.